G'day listeners, it's your host Matt here and I'd like to welcome you all to another episode of the Revel Brewing Show. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, we're coming to you from Balimba in Brisbane, Australia and we discuss all aspects of the culture that encapsulates independent craft beer. The mango macadamia wee sour has been canned for the very first time and been sent out into the wild. This beer is a trip down memory lane and tastes just like a mango wee bar. The Zappa Double Dry Hop Shipper is the latest of our single hop IPA beers, named after rock legend Frank Zappa, and it's one of the most unique IPAs we've brewed to date. Bit of Dutch courage. Everyone have a beer. Yeah. After eight beers each. Well Well oiled. Hi guys, welcome again to another cracking episode. beer with the brewer. We have uh, a double limited release for you today. Um, one is continuing on with our single uh, hopped IPA series, and also one that is going to basically explode. Your mind, the mango and macadamia sour, I reckon. So, Maddie, the Zappa, interesting name, interesting color, interesting flavors. Why don't we crack this one open and you take it away? Thank you, Flex. Beautiful introduction once again. It's better every week. I know, I just I try my best. You forgot to mention my uh, Revel Polo. The polo. Feature of the podcast. It is. Okay, so Zappa. Great color scheme. As you mentioned, continuing on the single hop IPA yes. uh, train. Mm-hmm. Um, Zappa is a new American hop. Yeah. Uh, out of the Pacific Northwest of right. America. Said that properly. Very nice. Um, so Zappa, it's named yeah. after you and created by uh, the Zappa family. Mm-hmm. Um Frank Zappa, who was a bit of a rock legend. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of the inspiration. The Zappa family, I think, got in collaboration with CLS Farms. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the hop farm that are actually responsible for growing El Dorado as well. Okay. Um, so Zappa, I think it's crossbred with Neo Mexicanus, which as we, we found out last, as we last found out. So podcast. that's a naturally uh, occurring or growing hop mm-hmm. in that part of America or New Mexico, actually. Yeah. Um, and then they breed it through the breeding programs with uh, different cultivators. And this is what they come out with. So I think it's only been in Australia a year. Um, first time I've had access to it. So pretty new one. Um, and the flavour descriptors, just from doing sensory on the hop, are quite interesting. Described as fruity mm-hmm. uh, and then described as purple. So purple. I'm not sure how you actually get purple as a flavour descriptor. I think they liken it to, say, artificial grape. Oh, right. So if you've eaten a, like a grape uh, bubble gum or bubble gum. a grape lolly, something like that. You could type, you could say that's a slight, slight so essence in there. So smelling the, uh, the hop uh, out of the bag was quite interesting. Um, sort of, it did have that sort of artificial lolly type flavour um, and quite spicy. Yeah. I thought. And that nice little... No, like a little peppery kind of finish yeah. on it. It's and then really using nice. it in the whirlpool, it reminded me actually of um, almost like flavored tobacco, like the shisha stuff. Yeah, similar to a shisha. So if you've ever been to uh, 
parts of uh, the world where they smoke shishas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of what it reminded me of, like um, grape, grape-flavoured shisha oh, yeah. in the Whirlpool. So wow. now in the actual beer, definitely fruity. And then for me, it's got sort of like mm. a spice in the background. And then um, certainly on the palate, on the end of the palate, it is quite spicy. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. interesting. That's a really standalone hop, isn't that? Quite unique. Like some, I've never really tasted anything no. like it, to be honest. Um, it does remind me a little bit of some of the other hops that are bred with Neo Mexicanos, like Strata, um, Eldorado, and those type. Yeah. Um, where it does have that real sort of tropical fruit, mm-hmm. but then, yeah, real spice coming through. So, very interesting one. Um, I think it'll be interesting to use in combination with some of those other hops in Top an IPA. Of other ones, get some we, different layers going. We through might that. try it. Some, yeah, mm. it'd really um, come out, and that spice would come through nicely. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic way to showcase um, the hops out of there that most people um, blend together with all the all the other ones to yeah, get a real true so. a flavor of, um, coming through and understanding the hop, and then actually seeing it used in different elements through different styles of IPAs and things like that. You can actually understand the flavor profile and then you can pick that up um, <clears throat> with other IPAs that it's used in in conjunction yeah, with other ones as well. So, so I think it's a fantastic showcase of how you're presenting these hops um, as a single hop addition um, that we're doing. So, so most IPAs would have at least three hops, mm. sometimes like, I don't know, five or six. Yeah. And they they do sort of get lost in amongst each other. Mm. Or one will be stand out and you'll lose the other. So yep. to do the single hop, particularly with these new varieties, is very interesting. It's yeah. a really good sort of a learning experience, uh, what the hop's like. So this is maybe the fourth or fifth uh, new hop we've done. Yeah. Um, and we've got a couple more up our sleeve in the next uh, coming months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it. It's very interesting. Very nice. Zappa. It's got a cool name too. Yeah, and obviously yeah. a cool story being named after Frank Zappa. I love the I love the characteristics of purple. I've never I've never uh <laughs> never heard that before. So when I yeah, when I was researching the hop to be described as purple, I've never seen that in, yeah. a, in a flavor descriptor before. But and Why then not? when you actually smell it though, you do get that sort of purple. So mm. very interesting. Oh Maddie, well congratulations on another one. Cheers to that. Cheers. Boom. We'll be throwing uh, where you can get these uh, delicious beers from, from local uh, independents um, and everything like that. So run down and grab them because they are limited and you do not want to miss out on these two spectacular beers. So we'll uh, finish on that note. Enjoy the rest of this and then we'll bring you the next amazing beer, the Sour. All right, now this one is absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> if you want a bit of a, uh, a trip uh, down a uh, memory lane, a bit of a nostalgic beer, I would say, especially in Queensland, this one is slightly modelled off that, but it comes out and drinks absolutely sensational and tastes pretty much exactly like what it's supposed to. So... The Mango Weiss Bar, as probably most Queenslanders would know. Um, the mango, the coconutty, the creaminess and the macadamia nut. That's the kind of style that we're, uh, we're going on here. And Maddie has absolutely smashed it out of the park with this one. So um, if you get your chair, 
a chance to get your hands on this one. The first slip sip will basically take you back to biting into that uh, that Wee Bar. So um, that's how much I love it. This is probably my beer of the year so far. It's a big call. Um, apart from the <coughs> barrel aged Russian Imperial, uh, <laughs> it's both on the other end of the spectrum as well. It's at a nice drinkable uh, three point five percent Berliner Weiss. This one. And uh, the Russian Imperial at uh, ten and a half. So, hmm, good pour. Hmm, hmm. Well, you've talked it up, so I hope it uh, lives Ab up to everyone's expectations. Oh man, that's just in a glass. You take the wrapper off, bam. That's what it is. <laughs> it's perfect. So, being a Victorian, I wasn't uh, particularly familiar with what a mango weiss bar was or mm. tasted like. So I'm happy that we've uh, managed to nail it. He had his first weed bar <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Yeah, that's true. We had to uh, we had to show him what it, what what all the fuss was about. So, but beautifully balanced, punchy mango. You kind of got that slight lingering taste of the the macadamia nut through there, and then you just get the creaminess of the whole thing put together. Slight sourness as well. Absolutely fantastic to be drinking in the sun in the Queensland summer, which is first day of spring today. It's absolutely fantastic. Was beautiful so, this morning. Um, definitely uh, at the beach, having uh, having a couple of these cold ones will definitely uh, be good to reminisce on. Yeah, so the mango mm. macadamia. Um, Base beer, the balloon of ice, yeah. um, similar to our strawberry wishes, balloon of ice, mm -hmm. um, and then we put in, put in the fruit into the tank. Yep. Um, over a hundred kilograms of mango have gone into this. Very into punchy. Fifteen hundred liters. A decent chunk of mm -hmm. mango. Uh, Kensington pride for anyone that knows anything about mangoes. Very nice. Locally grown. Yeah. Um, macadamia and then yeah a little bit of coconut and you can enjoy a couple as well at three and a half percent well it's only one standard drink <clears throat> per can so yeah. very uh sessionable very sessionable perfect um, for some hot summer days especially in queensland coming into summer this is a quintessential for your fridge guys so have a look on the socials instagram throwing stuff up on there uh to show where you can quickly run in and grab these from the stockists um this, these were canned yesterday, <clears throat> both of them. So they're out, uh, Chriso, he's, I saw him just zip past back uh, after a big day of delivering uh, everything. So over the next two days, all this will be kind of out in trade, ready to go. So once we finalize that everyone actually has it, then we'll throw those posts up um, to show you where you can uh, go out and get them from. Get out there and, and grab them before they go because they go like hotcakes. Um, and no wonder why, these are, Bloody sensational. Bloody sensational. <laughs> Just can't get enough. Every every beer he ups himself, and I don't know why. I tell ya, sensational. Good work, Matty. Cheers, mate. Beer of the year. Beer of the year. Beer well, of the, year. the year's not done yet, so got a couple more up the sleeve. Couple more. Couple more sours. Alright. Couple more single hop beers. Mm -hmm. So Look forward to we'll uh, having to, a look at those we'll ones. Wait until the year's out before we uh, call the beer yeah. of the year. Maybe we can do like uh, a beer of the year uh, at the end of the year for Christmas time or something oh, like that. Good, yes. That sounds It'd be nice. interesting, wouldn't it? Yes. Let's see how we go. 
So yeah, stay tuned. We do have another sour coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also got another single hot beer up my sleeve. Mm. Uh, short sleeves as well. Very short sleeves. Don't have much filled out with those guns, <laughs> mate. Filled out with those guns. Yeah. <laughs> 30, nearly 37 years, those are me guns. I'm killing yeah, it. nice. Des and Troy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the next one, there's actually a new Australian hop. Um, oh yeah. Which, similar to the new Kiwi, the Hort. Uh, is about to be named and released. Okay. So we might um, pop that out. That'd be interesting. Pop that Probably one good. out. Um, and there's a couple of other uh, new US hops mm-hmm. we might feature before the year's out. All right. But we'll keep them rolling. And then sour-wise, we've got a, a pretty exciting one coming up, a little Gosa. Oh, yeah. Mm. Gosa good, eh? Gosa good. So this, going into spring, perfect time for the sours. Mm-hmm. Um, very refreshing. Yep. Low ABV, very uh, very drinkable. Very so. Moorish, very Moorish. Yeah. All right, Matty. Well, thank you very much for these sensational beers. Everyone get out and grab some so you can enjoy them yourselves um, because they won't be around for long and then you will miss out and you'll be sad. Mm. So we don't want you to be sad. We want you to be happy. So <laughs> get, get them. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll tell you what. So anyway, I think we have uh, some uh, questions coming up as well. So we'll uh, get onto them very shortly. Cheers, Maddie. Thank <laughs> Cheers, you. Cheers, <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for sending some questions through. I'll shoot these across the table to Maddie. He's always uh, a wordsmith and a wizard of everything. So, uh, Global Craft Beer Girl uh, shoots us one that says, What is your favorite hop to brew with? Oh. It's hard, isn't it? It is very hard. So many good ones out there. Um, yes, particularly now we are exploring all these new and exciting hops. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could name one hop that mm. is my favorite. Top three, then. Top three? Top three. Uh, one hop, which is probably the most old-school flavor hop and responsible, <laughs> I guess, for American Pale Ale and even IPA, is Cascade, mm. which I still use um, in our Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Brown Ale, in plenty of beers, I still feature Cascade. Yep. So that's definitely always been one of my favorites. Okay. Um, my, probably my favorite Australian hop uh, would be Aleph. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like using that one. That features in our summer ale. What's the what's the kind of flavor profile of the Ella? Uh, Ella is a little bit uh, it's floral, a um, mm-hmm. little bit spicy, and if you use it enough of it, it is, it's actually quite dank. So yeah, you can okay. use it in IPAs and pale ales and stuff like okay. that. So quite uh, high alpha as well. It's about fifteen alpha. So okay. dual purpose hop. Yeah, nice. Uh, and then. Choosing a hop from uh, sort of the main uh, hop areas. Uh, probably my favorite all-time Kiwi hop is Nelson Sorbin. You do love the old Nelson. I do love are. Nelson. So we recently recently released a beer, a black IPA featuring Nelson Sorbin. Black um, Ale. India Black Ale. Sheba. Sheba. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. So Nelson Sorbin has always been one of my favorite hops. So. Yeah, okay. So there's one from the States, one from Australia, um, and one from New Zealand. There we go. There you go. Perfect. And then probably I'll just round it out by saying my top four. (laughs) (laughs) I was at top three. You can't just (laughs) We'll be here all day if you start. One from Europe. 
uh, in sort of multi dark beers, I've always been a fan of East Kent Goldings. East Kent Goldings. Yeah, traditional English shop. So that's Very nice. Answer. All right. Fantastic. I hope that answers your question. All right. Thanks, Global Craft Beer Girl. Um, at uh, Bearded Mitch for this one, how often does a pilot brew not make it through testing? And is there uh, often ideas that just don't work out? Well, you didn't get the wizard for no reason. That's a good question. Um, we don't actually have a pilot brewery here at Revel. Mm -hmm. So if we have an idea, we've got to run with it as a minimum volume of 1,500 litres. Yep. So <laughs> thankfully, we haven't really done many that haven't worked out, which is good. Yeah. Maybe um, one-ish, two, somewhere around there. One or two, yeah. Um, there has been some weird and wonderful ideas, but they sort of get canned before they yeah become a brew. It's like, how do we sell that much? So a sales rep, for instance, throws up an idea that uh, quickly gets uh, put into a long paddock. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I guess um, it sort of comes with experience. So, mm. for example, today we're doing a single hop IPA. So the base of that beer is pretty much the same each time, and we're just changing the hop. Yeah. So you know the actual base beer is good. Mm -hmm. It's going to come out good. And then the hop is uh, the new and interesting thing. Yeah. And the same with the sour. The actual Berliner Weiss base is the same in all the beers yep and we're just adding a different fruit or different flavors to it so yeah i guess in that case you don't really need a trial or pilot brew stuff it's unless you're yeah, doing something doing crazy. some it's, weird and wonderful kind yeah. of licorice all sort yeah, kind of like something that. like that might turn out terrible yeah <laughs> and i don't really have enough time to pilot brew yeah unfortunately. we're it's, pretty much flat strap aren't we yeah at, at the moment so <clears throat> Maybe one day we'll get a pile of beer and play around. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So, fantastic. Thanks, Bearded Mitch. All right, last one. Uh, <coughs> Andrew Tazla. There are a lot of breweries around these days. How do you differentiate your brand and be unique? Oof. I guess I'm quite a unique individual, so that's yeah, what you just are. comes naturally. <laughs> um, Definitely. Branding though, that's a hard one. That's probably for our people that are um, a lot smarter than I am. Um, we've spoken about our brand before. Um, yeah. We started with a brand and um, we got a knock on the shoulder from the big boys. Mm -hmm. um, you probably know more than I do about this. Um, originally yeah. we were called Malt, Malt Brewing. Yeah, Malt Brewing. Um, and then <clears throat> just before we were due to open, we got a tap on the shoulder from Lion because of the, uh, the Malt Shovel Brewers thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were really good about it. They said, look, this is a bit of a clash with one of our brands. Yep. So we um, quickly went back to the drawing board, um, had a bit of a workshop and threw a few, di few different ideas around. 140. 140 different <laughs> <laughs> brewery names. <laughs> and then we sort of whittled them down um, based on sort of what we wanted to do, yeah. um, which eventually became Revel. Revel. It's got so, a little bit of sentiment behind it. Yeah. So the kind of the the ethos of it is uh revel in to, what we do and yeah revel in, in what beers, you do which, so so enjoy oneself in a lively fashion whilst drinking and dancing is kind of like, like the, today <laughs> yes all the time all the time so we just wanted something to have that connection um with with our customers and our, also our brand as well so that's kind of how we uh facilitated coming up with revel um, and then, yeah, I guess in terms beers, of making the beers under the brand, we sort of try and go for beers that are fun. Yeah, like and so we want something that's full flavor. Yeah. We want high quality and, and we want drinkability. 
as well. So sometimes we don't stick true to style. So your big West Coast IPAs are really kind of sometimes really, really bitter and all that kind of stuff. We don't like doing those types of things. We want someone to have a really punchy IPA, but it to have like a nice clean finish and still be drinkable. So our 7.5% Rebel IPA, um, you drink that and you just don't know that you're drinking a 7.5%. Um, you have three or four, you have no palate fatigue or anything like that. You're getting the full flavors of all the hops. You do get a it's good night's sleep. Oh yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> you do. So that's the type of beers that we and Maddie loves producing. It's something that's really, really drinkable, fun, um, exciting with the new like single hops um, and also the sours and all this type of bits and pieces. So we do try and stick to our core range as we've discussed and reviewed uh, a couple of times um, but then we like to introduce all our limited releases we like sours we like the dark beers we like the single hops all that type of bits and pieces the trapper sale that we did it was an absolute cracker um, and all that type of stuff so new and old styles Matty you probably kind of say you really Absolutely. kind of like delving yeah. into the the history um, of the beer uh, industry and, and the beers themselves and trying to bring something back to life um, and new kind of new world style and then also all these single hops and these fantastic kind of sours that we always do as well so definitely yeah a bit of a balance between recreating more traditional styles mm -hmm. um, and then yeah all this new and interesting sort of funky stuff yeah yeah exactly so yeah, yeah. nothing nothing crazy like super left field or anything like that we just like to have really nice relatable beers that are good uh, and drinkable and everyone can sit down and enjoy it and not kind of drinkability is key at the yeah hundred percent so you don't want to have one beer you want to have a couple so certainly all right Andrew thank you very much I hope that answered your question and thank you very much for the other questions um, again send them through um, across the feed and we'll answer them uh, week by week but again Matty absolutely fantastic set of beers cheers cheers till next time cheers everyone g'day listeners it's your host matt here again and i just want to say a quick thank you for listening to this episode we'd love to hear your feedback so please feel free to reach out to us on our facebook page at revel brewing co Belimba, or send us a dm on instagram our handle is at revel brewing co all one word Again, if you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe on your podcast player to stay in the loop. If you're from the local Brisbane area, we'd love to see you in the brewery sometime in Oxford Street, Belimba. Until next time, remember, good people drink good beer.